Hey guys, I'm David. And I'm Sebastian. And this is St. John's Hop Podcast, and we're going to be talking about hops. All right, so for hops, okay, yeah, so I started growing hops about two, three years ago. So long story short, I retired from the Marine Corps Infantry back in 2015. Mm -hmm. And then so, um, and so um, I went to school over at UCF full-time, which is where I met the, this guy here, David, back in our fun history classes and stuff. And so while working for my dad's company, it's called Agro Research. And so what we do is we make all organic, all natural insecticides, pesticides, and fertilizers mm -hmm. for the agriculture industry. So in between going to classes, I would work in the small little test field that we have, like where I would grow tomatoes, corn, strawberries, tomatoes and stuff and um, always test on improvements on the products and then you would so in these seminars you would have what professional speakers about the products or what, what exactly would you be would you be doing oh yeah so my dad and his partner would um, go out to um, all the different commercial farms all over the country and even now all over the world and so and so what I would do in the farm was I would test products. For example, there's one called Time Guard, which is an organic insecticide, pesticide, and fungicide. And it's made with thyme oil, as in from like the herb thyme, you know, like mm -hmm. the, you know, kind of like that song, the parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Like, yeah, so thyme. Mm -hmm. and, in, and so um, while I was in the Marine Corps, I, um, I love to make... Um, and you know, brew my own homemade beers. It helped pass the time while I was in the Marine Corps, and so I had read several articles about how uh, the craft brew industry is, you know, is rising. So I figured, well, so with the the rise of the craft brewing, well, so you know, so is the rise of hops growing. And so what I did, um, I started to grow a few hops plants at our test farm. And so, and so that's where I would test the time guard and other products on the hops plants. And so not only did the hops um, grew well, but also the products did well on the hops too. So uh, last summer was when my dad sent me down to Fort Pierce um, uh, to a UF seminar where, uh, so that way I can promote the organic products because in the seminar, uh, well, so all the scientists in the University of Florida were actually mm -hmm. talking to um, a lot of commercial farmers here in Florida about the possibility of growing hops. And so and so the reason being is uh, the state of Florida and especially the Department of Agriculture has done millions of dollars to the University of Florida to test to see if hops can be um a crop that that can be grown here in Florida because unfortunately the citrus industry mm -hmm. in Florida, which is what we're known for, are yeah. you know it's Mickey Mouse and oranges and also beaches. Well, so the citrus industry is dying here in Florida, and so um, and so just agriculture in general in Florida, and so and so the state takes great pride in you know in its history of agriculture. So for example. I have some facts here. <clears throat> Back in 1845, the so uh, the state population of Florida was only 140,000, out of which unfortunately 63,000 were slaves. So 
you know, so that just goes to show you that Florida, since its beginning as a state, has always been, you know, in farming. And so the economy was based on cattle and crops. During the Civil War, actually, well, so the state of Florida was actually considered like the breadbasket for the Confederate Army. Mm-hmm. Um, 16,000 Florida soldiers fought. And, and also um, out of those, 2,000 fought for the Union. But Florida's primary mission was to support the Confederate Army with food, um, mainly beef, pork, fish, and fruits. Actually, the term cowboys apparently actually started in Florida. Like, apparently the first cowboys weren't even in Texas or anything. Apparently they were in Florida. There was a whole documentary about it. And so the Confederate strategy was to protect the Florida inland, all, all the roads and and all the rivers to keep the Florida supplies flowing to the Confederate Army. And if y'all don't believe me, uh, I got this info from the University of South Florida. And so you would say, so you would say that because Florida started out as a state built on agriculture, you think it's going to be dying because we're relying too much on citrus? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, um, cattle was a main crop and also citrus. And so, um, and so unfortunately, the citrus industry is dying in Florida. And so... Mm-hmm. Why is that? Is there something that's going on with the citrus? Yeah, or? yeah. So, um, but there's a lot of things going on. So um, but the first main problem where we what's known as the big freezes in Florida. And so they took place in 1983, 1985, and 1989. Mm-hmm. And so it was difficult for the growers to to pretty much rebuild after the freezes because they were within two to three years apart. And, and, so, and so they can never recover. And so because of those freezes, well, so... A lot of big citrus groves that were in North and Central Florida moved to South Florida. And so the big freeze, was this like, uh, it just happened in one year or was it in like, it come in like multiple parts? Several years, like 1983, 85, 89. And how, how bad would you say it was? It was, it was pretty bad. Uh, for example, uh, one of my dad's customers, um, you know, that actually buy, buys his organic products, so um he is the last citrus grower well big one in the Claremont re- region and I remember meeting with the gentleman and so he and so we were on top of a hill that actually overlooked the whole town of Claremont and, and so he had pointed there and told me this was all owned by my family it was all groves and now it's a big city now and so now we just have this last little section of land and so one um, and so what happened was because of the big freeze happened in the 80s well so then they had to sell off some of the land because it just died out and so a lot of the the central florida growers moved down south to florida and and uh and another big problem is we got so many people from up north especially from new york that moved down here and take uh-huh. up all the land so now what was once a beautiful Orange Grove is now is a condo or or a neighborhood for a bunch of Yanks from more to move down to. And also another big problem is citrus greening. So 90% of Florida oranges 
grown in Florida. They are grown for 100% Florida orange juice, like the company that have, um, um, yeah, and, uh, um, for example, uh, right down the road from mm-hmm. our new expansion farm where we are growing hops, there's a big facility, a big factory that's um, a Florida natural orange juice factory. And then so all of the local growers actually grow their oranges and just do a quick five-minute drive mm-hmm. to the factory to drop off their oranges but unfortunately we have a problem now called citrus greening that is a disease spread by an insect called asian citrus psyllid and it only seems to be like everything bad comes from asia the bubonic plague sars and then now this new coronavirus thing now and then now the citrus greening yeah it's coming from china and so um, um, and so what the bug does is it feeds on the stem and on the leaves of uh, the citrus plant. And so the greening impairs the tree's ability to take in the nourishment. And so it results in fewer and smaller fruit. And so now, mm-hmm. and so now because we didn't have enough problems with New Yorkers moving down here yeah. and taking up all the land from all the citrus groves. Well, so now we have a, a Chinese bug that's killing all the orange trees you're saying this this insect is from solely from china or is it yeah yep 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 yep, yep, yeah so what happens is you know with all the trade ports and all Mm -hmm. the cargo ships and everything it just spreads around so for example a few years ago in costa rica there was a big problem with, uh, with a bug called the japanese beetle that was that was actually destroying uh their pineapple industry and also right. their bananas well so they actually um bought tons and tons of our time guard product to mm-hmm. actually spray into their farms mm-hmm. and, and so that actually stopped the japanese beetle from spreading but also it killed it and um and so the cause of it coming to costa rica was was because of trade cargo ships coming from China or Russia or mm-hmm. wherever would go into port and then mm-hmm. it would spread into their fields. And so, uh, but, but thank God with our time guard product, that was actually able to help stop the spread. And so you would say that urbanization, the big freeze and citrus screening is sort of like kind of causing the downfall of the citrus yes. industry in Florida. Exactly. So what is... What is St. John's Hops doing about it? Okay, yeah. So, so now the state of Florida is is trying to find a new um, uh, high-end cash crop mm-hmm. that will bring in good income to the state from, you know, from the ag side. So, hops, it's a very, very high commodity. It's a, it's a high-end crop and, um, and, and also it... Um, uh, it could be sold for a high, um, uh, oh my God, I can't believe I just forgot the, the profit. <laughs> it's all right. My, you know, it's Friday morning. It's Friday morning. Yeah. My brain's already. I mean, mornings, they just. Ready they for the weekend. Everyone, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah. So for a high profit. Thank you. I am so sorry about that. No, no, you're good, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. So, for example, in Florida alone. Um, uh, so, uh, the going rate for hops is $25 a pound. 
Okay. So yeah, so it's very high in crop, and so um, and so that's why the state of Florida is now trying to push for grow, grow growers here to uh, grow hops now, especially mm-hmm. because the state of Florida is actually I think it's the third largest state when it comes to uh, the brewing industry. Um, okay. Actually, uh, and what would the other two be? Uh, well, I know one would be California. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, yeah. So when I was stationed in San Diego, yeah, it was every block had at least two microbreweries at Poe. It was just insane. And I assume they had like you know the classic hipsters. Like, oh, oh yeah, oh the yeah. Handlebar uh, and what? Exactly. You don't, you don't drink our fancy. Yeah, exactly. Bro? California. It's just. It's just a. It's. It's a unique state. Yeah. Let's just Look, leave it at well, that. Yeah, because I don't want to actually offend anyone now. <laughs> and and listen, you know, so if there's anyone from New York who's listening to us, I'm sorry if I offend you. So <laughs> it so if it helps you feel any better, uh, my my in laws are from Brooklyn. Okay, so. It is what it is. But yeah, so um, in Florida alone, the craft beer industry is worth uh-huh. $3 billion alone in Florida. So yeah, so there's money to be had here. And, and, so, and so that's why we decided to uh, get into the hops industry. And there's, and there's something unique that you guys are doing about how you grow it or like who you use to grow it. Do yeah. you mind explaining yeah. more about that? Yeah. So, yeah. So for example, so if y'all haven't noticed yet, I have a slight stutter uh, that came from when I came back from Afghanistan, the whole PTSD, the post-traumatic stress. Well, so um, I discovered a love for horticulture therapy when I came back home, when I retired from the Marine Corps, and then I started to work in my dad's company's test field. And so, um, and, and, and that helped me a lot with my PTSD issues. And so I wanted to spread that gift with other combat vets who suffer from PTSD as well. So when my dad and I decided to start St. John's Hops, mm-hmm. um, well, so I told him that I wanted to be ran by veterans. So that way veterans can come in work in a therapeutic environment in a peaceful place to work at and then um so with that way they could practice horticulture therapy to heal from the invisible wounds should we say which is ptsd so yeah so it's all grown by veterans we use organic products from my dad's company mm-hmm. and also just in case y'all are curious the name saint john's it comes from the river the saint john's which flows north through Central Florida and dumps out into Jacksonville. I figured, you know, it's a great name for it. I grew up along the St. John's River. I figured it's a nice, good, organic, natural feel. So, and and it, it certainly is the there's actually um, some science behind horticulture therapy. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. For example, um, yeah. So, you know, so while we're in school mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, so writing all your essays and doing all the research was so um i did a study on horticulture therapy and so um i read something fun which was um during and after world war ii um a lot of doctors would actually have uh their wounded soldiers um um that were in the hospital actually practice horticulture 
therapy in their gardens and then yeah. so and so they actually saw that that actually helped improve with their PTSD issues and so yeah so now so uh, yeah so that's what we're doing now and 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 um it's such a great feeling to um see my veterans when they first start working for us and see the difference within the month like they're happier they're smiling a mm. lot you know the, I mean, they're in a good place in life and so yeah i mean because unfortunately 22 veterans commit suicide every day because of ptsd and of course you know the government's not t- taking care of them because politicians are more worried about securing their future votes mm-hmm. than taking care of the young men that they sent off to war so so now with St. John's Hops, you know, so they have another outlet to go to because I could tell you from experience, you know, having to deal with the VA hospital, um, uh, there's been times where I've waited four months to uh, tell, um, to like just to be seen by a psychiatrist, and, you know, with m- my doctor. And then I would tell the people at the front office, hey, I'm having a lot of nightmares. I, I need help. And then they'd say, oh, well, we. Uh, can get you in four months and then i tell them look i don't think you heard me i'm you know i'm fighting taliban in my sleep here now and then they'll go well the best i could do is three months then for you i'm like okay fine i'll take it so now with you know with this it's another outlet you know and so they're back in the brotherhood again too because that's another thing is a lot of us you know we missed the brotherhood that we had back in war so now working the farm with other veterans you know they have Mm -hmm. the brotherhood again and you feel like you guys are contributing that part of helping other veterans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, now we're doing our expansion now. And so, now we're hoping to bring in more veterans. So, Well, enough about the company. Let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, do you have a favorite type of hop? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, the hops that I've grown successfully um, um, with my first harvest, it was Cascade, Chinook, Comet, and Nugget. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, yeah, so they each have their own type of character and uh, aroma that they give off. Yeah, so for those of y'all who don't know, hops, you don't need hops technically to make a beer because, mm-hmm. uh, because the ingredients that you need to make a beer is water, yeast, and uh, malted barley. That's it because, uh, because the yeast eats... The sugar from the malted barley and then they essentially poop out alcohol and then that's your beer is that what they actually do like poop out or is pretty there, much oh, yeah okay. like yeah well, like, yeah or like they die or like yeah. they create like an enzyme type thing that oh, is okay alcohol you know i'm not a scientist i don't know but yeah but, but you essentially like the process, they poop, though, right? yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah and then so during the medieval times well so a bunch of german monks um noticed like a weed type vine that would grow in their gardens and then so it would produce like a green flower or a cone and then so it would and and so the smell of it was beautiful it was like a flowerful almost like a fruity smell well so then they figured hey cool well so let's go ahead and throw this into the batch while it's boiling and then so that's where um, the flavors and stuff, and also the bitterness would um, get it's from the hops. So, Cascade, it's 
it is the basic hops. You know, I'm a, it has like a good bitterness and almost like a citrus type mm-hmm. aroma. And so, um, and um, if we could compare a beer to, let's say, a chicken breast mm-hmm. and you're a chef. Um, Cascade is like the salt and pepper. Uh, it's just the basic ingredients that every almost every brewer does you know so what the first thing that they do is they throw in the cascade it's just the basic hop to add and then you know as a chef would throw in a little bit of sasson or mm. or chili pepper powder or something like that that would be the other hops like for example comet and chinook and nugget nugget is more like a woodsy type um earthy feel like um Almost uh, like a, like a fig yeah. type flavor, and um, Chinook has like a piney sense, and um, Comet has like a lot of like zesty grapefruit type flavor. So my favorite is probably Chinook, just because I love the pine scent, mm-hmm. like you know, like I love that pine smell, like Christmas type thing. So uh, yeah, so my favorite is Chinook. Well, actually, we'll talk more about that on our next episode. But thank you again for coming out. Thank you. And this has been St. John's Hop Podcast. And I hope you guys can keep watching us or keep listening to us and, and keep enjoying our show.